0: Big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a
1: 25 minute man. What? Oh, you
0: got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Who's Welcome to episode number 26 of The Take with Willie Mason. And it's a sad day for the What's show. Up? What's up? Well, it's pretty much over now, the show. <laughs> Why is it? Because Seabold's gone. <laughs> oh no, we've got no got content. Nothing to talk about. We have
1: no content.
0: This whole thing has just come to a massive end thanks to Anthony Seabold today. Yeah. Announcing uh that he has quit his job. Yep. Quit his job, Will. I think I think that's the
1: best thing. I think in the last couple of weeks he's copped an absolute barrage. I've never seen any coach, let alone player cop as much as he has gotten in the last in the last couple of weeks so um this was always going to happen it was just up to the broncos and seabold to come to an agreement an amicable agreement and i think the best thing for him is just to uh collect his cash go relax somewhere obviously in queensland (laughs) <laughs> nowhere else definitely <laughs> not, definitely not out of uh, out of australia so that's the best thing for him mate as i said i've been saying it for the last couple of weeks you know maybe he just wasn't cut out this time so you know we can sort of talk about other coaches that have been in his position like freddie was like he was he was my coach in 2008 and 9. he ended up going back reinventing himself thinking about what he did wrong what he could have done right and all that kind of stuff i think Seabold has potential to be a really good nrl coach so hopefully he has those, those sort of goals, you know, not just sit back and go, I'm done with coaching, I'm done with people. I think he's a sort of bloke and he's a very deep thinker apparently. So he'll go do some soul searching and um, spend some time with his
0: family. I actually thought his press conference, you know, he wasn't trying to proportion blame, which is one of the problems that I've had with him through this is it always seems to be finger pointing. He actually, yeah. he seemed to take responsibility for some of the stuff ups, which, you know, he did have one dig at Bennett, yeah. or a thinly veiled dig at Bennett. But What do you say? Oh, look, he, he implied that he wasn't going to death ride the Broncos, as if to say that, that your Wayne is. Uncle Wayne has been death riding yeah. him. But.
1: If he had his time again, I, you know, he, he's probably going to look back on these, these the last two years and he's going to do a lot of things different if he gets another crack. But um, if he has the ability to be a first-grade coach and uh, I think he'll go back and learn from everything, you know, it's not just about the X's and O's. The game isn't that difficult. Apparently, you know, the words that I heard from some players that have been under... He's um, tutor each for the last couple of years, saying he does tend to overthink a lot of things. You know, rugby league isn't NFL. You know, even AFL, there's a lot of um, variables and nuances to that game. Our game's quite simple. You know, like you just it's, – it's all about attitude and all about getting those – 17 players up for 80 minutes. I'm not sitting here going to try give a coaching tutorial, but it, it, it is not that difficult. It's just more, it's more man management. It's just managing egos, managing characters, and
0: getting those plays up for that 80 minutes, and he couldn't do that. One thing, and the producers told me I'm allowed to talk about Seabold for too long, but, I mean, this is my last shot at it, so I really do need to hold on to it just for a little bit. But what does he do now? Would he – he's literally only been a first-grade coach now for two and a half years. Mm. Does he now have to go back to an assistant coach role? Presumably he can't get another head coaching job. Um, He won't get the head job uh, that he's always wanted. So – He's going to have to go back into. Sorry, yeah, he's going to have to have go promise. back into uh, into assistant coaching, and given his struggles with um, getting on with people,
1: yeah, he, I think. Yeah, as I said, I think he's going to have to go back, reevaluate everything, and where he went wrong, and 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 fix it. You know, it's a, these these uh, the problems that he has are very fixable. You know, knowing knowing your players, knowing your your personnel, getting along with players a lot a lot. A lot better than what he has. Um, just opening himself up. Otherwise he's not gonna be another he's not gonna be a head coach. Mm. He's gonna be an assistant coach. Maybe maybe that's his job. Yeah. You know, to be an assistant. It will be for the next three or four years. He's not going straight into a to a great head job. I'll tell you that much. You <laughs> maybe he should go,
0: maybe he should go to England. And I mean I'm yeah. sure on the back of, of what he's done, I mean, he was the Daliam Rookie Coach of the Year, um, yeah, you know, just, in just a couple just years get, ago, So
1: just let this this whole Broncos thing go. Get along with your life, be happy. That's the main thing. There's a lot of there's a lot more than a lot more than life than uh, being an NRL coach, anyway. Anyway,
0: what about the Broncos themselves? Yeah. Do you think they're going to give the job to Kevin Waters? And if they do, is the my issue with give, giving the job to Kevin Walters, and you and I have talked about this before in terms of origin coaches. Yeah. Now, Walters has inherited a pretty good origin side. He's had mixed success with um, since yeah. Mel gave it away. Seabold struggled with the pressure that comes with being the coach of the Brisbane Broncos. Kevin Walters will handle the pressure side of it, but it's also you're going from one rookie coach to another rookie coach. Would they be better off going into a more – experienced coach like a, what's that offered? like paul green's got his hand up i think yeah your mate paul green so i mean at least he's won a, he's won a comp oh his runs are on the board i think
1: i think i think kevy walters has had his hand up for a while i think when wayne got the tap saying he wasn't wanted a couple of years ago he w- he thought that kevy walters was going to get the job yeah and it obviously didn't happen so kevy had to wait in the wings again and I think the Broncos mean so much to Kev. He's a very emotional person. I've been coaching. He's been an assistant coach in some Aussie, Aussie sides and at the at Newcastle when I was there. So he's highly educated in the game. He's been around the biggest names in the game for his whole career. He's won, f- I think, five or six premierships, One as captain, freak player, but he's, his handling of people is second to none. Yeah. Everybody loves Kev. Mm. Everybody loves Alfie. He's going to bring, you know, the Gordon Taluses and all these legends back into the club and really you know invigorate that culture and bring that culture back of these old older sort of players because the players need to understand like you, you didn't you haven't built a culture of winning this is why, this is why this is the biggest story every single week is because it's the Brisbane Broncos yeah because it's the, the elite of the elite they're supposed to win they're not supposed to be bottom 4 they're not supposed to be bottom 2 they're not supposed to be having coaches with problems and everything like that it's that's why they they're, they're having back pages why we're talking about them now that's why they – Everything is all about the Broncos because the Broncos, they, they it's excellence. You know what I mean? It's, it's just one of those elite clubs and you need to succeed. So um, I think Kevy is the perfect man for that spot.
0: One thing that was funny, I thought, was there was an article in the paper saying that the Brisbane Broncos owners take an aim at Seabold and some crocodile who is a shareholder. You can buy shares in a club. It's a listed company and he yeah. bought shares. The bloke's got nothing to do with it and they've rolled him out and you just think <laughs> – Who was it? Oh, some, he looked like some fat bloke sitting in his office. and like you know, Monty the, Burns. But, but, you know, he's got literally nothing to do with the running of the club other than he owns shares in it. And that that to me is indicative of a club that there's just from top to bottom, there's something rotten in there. And yeah. look, I hope Kevin Walters, if and he I'm, gets the job, can come in and fix it, but there's I a lot th- of work. I think it started with what they did to Wayne. yeah.
1: It really did. I think the the rot started there. Um, even getting rid of Wayne in the fir- in the first part. You know, I think after two thousand and eight, I think they, they did that, or maybe a little bit before. They just something's wrong with the board up there. Um, but they usually rely on the players that they can recruit, and that culture where they can usually slide past every year, make the top eight, make the top four, and everybody just seems to shut up. But now. You know, they've got to start answering questions. I'll tell you what, if you
0: look at Wayne – if you look at the the fortunes of the two clubs, Wayne Bennett inherited a South Sydney side that um, Seabold had done good stuff with. He loses Greg Inglis. He loses Sam Burgess. He loses – so essentially he's lost two of the biggest names in the game. Mm. And Souths have rolled through and they're playing good footy at the moment. Whereas – so I think you're probably right about Uncle Wayne. I think he – I think if you looked at the two coaches and what they've done with the rosters they've got, I think Wayne Bennett again comes out on top. Yeah.
1: Well, he he barely loses, mate. I think if he had that roster up at Brisbane, it'd be a totally different story what we're talking. Mm. And uh, the CEO who was responsible and the board members that were responsible for Wayne's demise his second time, they'd be kicking themselves. You know, there was no reason why they had to do that to him. He didn't Paul. deserve it, and I just think um, I'm not even sure who it was. I know it was the wrong decision. It was Paul White, and I think yeah. he's going. And I see, did. see, Paul White's out of there. Yeah, and and I'm, it was just a terrible decision. I never thought that Wayne was ever going to leave when he went back up there. I thought no. I thought he would have he would have been the head coach up there. And then for as long as he wanted to, and then Kevvy Walters would have been his successor, which he's always thought that was going to happen. So I think he'll be pushing very hard for Kevvy. I know a lot of the players, he's very beloved in the whole NRL community, and I hope he does get the
0: job. Well, they've talked a lot about whether or not Cameron Smith, who – Cameron Smith's currently – weighing up his future in terms of whether or not he's going to play on, if he's going to play for the Melbourne Storm or if he's going to, you know. Yeah. The, the family want to move back to Queensland apparently, so he's, you know, he's got the Titans and he's got the Broncos. And do you think there's any way that Cameron Smith would play for another club outside of the Melbourne Storm?
1: I'm never going to say never because money does talk. And I just – I've been hearing a lot of rumours, I'm um, not sure, from every – every journo or some shit like that was like, oh, he, he looks selfish if he stays and, you know, he's going to cost, you know, uh, Harry Grant's career or uh, Smith's career, Brandon Smith's career. The Dude is still a top five player in the world. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about how old he is. He's 37 years old. He's playing at a level where he would go straight into an origin team. He would go straight into a Shane team. Yeah. Let's not, let's not like... He would try honestly. and undersell it. Like, it's just he's the, the dude's a freak. He kicks goals, he plays 80 minutes, controls the whole game, he does everything a superstar is supposed to do. And he has he should have as long as he wants to make a decision on what he wants to do. Harry Grant, if you got, if I mean obviously contracts don't mean jack shit right now, maybe go to the Broncos. Yeah. Hey, uh, Brandon Smith, maybe you can get you can get a release. I'm sure there's something written down there where they can't have three hookers next year. One person's got to go. And you know what if cameron smith wants to stay he's staying and he deserves to stay and he can stay as long as he wants or he can go if he wants he can do whatever the hell he wants just leave him alone it's like we can't fucking like we we just hate greatness he's just so great let's just build him up build him up oh no he's playing too long he's just playing too good let's just he should go he looks selfish he doesn't look selfish he's great for the game he's a great ambassador for the game he's been here since 2002 or three he's been outstanding for our game Let's just enjoy the last couple of years of this great, or nearly pretty much one of the greatest of all time players. I think he. Let's just let's just sit back and he's a top. He's a top three player already. He's a he's a modern day immortal. He's there already. Like let's just watch him and enjoy what he's doing in his later later part instead of trying to get him out of our game. We're lacking fucking superstars anyway. We've got a big shortage of them.
0: I'm not, you know, I'm not the best on social media and Twitter and that sort of thing. Last year I put a thing on Twitter saying to on my three followers saying I don't understand the pylon with Cameron Smith. Like the bloke has done nothing wrong. the The, the most scandal he's been involved in is when – the NRL gave his wife a, a ring, you know. Like, the bloke, he's spotless off the field. He's a great ambassador. And in terms of football skill, he's one of the greatest of all time. So I don't understand the pylon here. Neither do I. It's Sydney, it's Sydney media and
1: it's awful. Maybe it's it's an origin hate. It's the way that he, he behaves uh, with the media. He doesn't bow down. He does media whenever he wants to. He says what he wants. He's outspoken. He's a leader. He's everything that they hate. Apparently, I'm thinking you're supposed to love that, that sort of shit just because he doesn't ha- come out with those outlandish sort of remarks and he's, he toes the line and he's a decent person. Do we want him as a fucking rat bag?
0: Yeah. Do we, want,
1: do we want him going out on the weekend just like getting on the piss and you know bashing women and all the other bullshit that that's how some of these dickheads do? Yeah. Like, come on, let's like, let's just enjoy Cameron Smith. Let's just go, all right, the dude is one of the greats. He might have one or two years left in him. Enjoy,
0: yeah. The agreed. dude's a
1: freak, man. Just to lay off his back, like just because he kicked our ass in Origin for the last fifteen years, get over it. I, think I remember his fucking smug face when they won, holding the trophy <laughs> up, looking at me, laughing. He always remembers. I was, he was, my, I was, I was his first Australian roomie, So I taught him everything.
0: He knows that. Well, you didn't teach him too much because he's no, I no, 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 no. I taught beloved. him. Love it in the game. <laughs> he's, he's, Apart from being beloved he, in the game, yeah, uh, he's never. I had said, a stand by yourself, mate. Yeah. Well, I think. <laughs> It's an interesting one as well because obviously with um, Harry Grant and Brandon Smith, they've got probably three of the best hookers in the game. The, the best hooker ever, and they've got two of the up and coming young yeah, hookers. Smith, so Brandon Smith's a beast, man. With contracts, I think Brandon Smith has something written in his contract. If if Cameron Smith keeps playing, that he's that he's okay to um, you know to one go of them, on. To, I know
1: I know one of them does. I'm not sure if it's it's Smith or not. So, but he's at the sure. end of the
0: day. I'm sure if Harry Grant – if just say Cameron Smith stays and the Storms say to Brandon Smith, okay, we've got one more year in the back or off the bench and then you're going to be playing starting hooker and he goes, yep, sweet, that sounds good. Mm. And Harry Grant goes, what about me? Melbourne Storm could easily – like contracts don't mean a thing these days, do they?
1: I think I think Belly would just do the right thing and go, look, kid, Cameron's going to play for another year. I'm not sure whether what he's feeling. He could go another year, which I doubt, but like – I'm not going to hold you back any longer. You're a you're, you're a future star. Go and get your money. Go and get paid. Go to another club. I know Melbourne's a great club, but man, as, soon as Cameron Smith retires, it's going to be a totally different club. He's yeah. the last of that 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 um those superstars down there. So you know the Bulldogs need a nine. It, I mean, we're short. It, we, the game is short of a genuine number nine. Mm. So I think there's a lot of clubs out there that'll pay massive money for him, and he can they can rebuild around that kid. Like he's 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 only. He's reasonably young, is he? 20, 21? Yeah, he's Not young. even that. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of clubs out there. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure the the Tigers and their um, awful salary cap can't afford him, which they'll be spewing. But, I mean, I know I know the Bulldogs could afford him. I know the Titans could. The Broncos. Some mm-hmm. very strong clubs there. So, I think Harry Grant needs to look after himself yeah. and just go, look, that's why you have management. That's why you have managers. That's why you have all these people around you. To make decisions like that, he needs to make a decision for himself. Regardless, Look after Harry Grant.
0: The NRL, uh, they've, they're talking about – because obviously there is a lot of moving around with contracts and blokes signing here and then going there and the contracts don't mean anything these days anymore. And the NRL is sort of saying that they want to try and enforce contracts and Peter Sterling came out and said um, that, you know, if you sign a contract then you should be forced to, to stay. But the issue with that is that it goes both ways. So if you're an under, underperforming player – Clubs are trying to offload you. They're saying, "Listen, we'll pay if you piss off to another club. We'll pay X amount of your contract, and then mm. the other club gets them and then you're off our books, and then it frees up salary cap." Mm. So it's all very well for the NRL to come out and and sort of Back say, at "Well, that way, yeah." But they've got to enforce it on both sides. They're looking
1: after the club, and yeah. yeah, and that's about it. And that's a load of shit. And um, I think it's got to work both ways. Otherwise, it's never going to work. Let's just get over the whole. I mean, every single player that played in the '80s pretty much just drank lemon lime bitters. That's it. I mean, they're just bitter that the players earn millions of dollars. We thank every single generation. Trust me. I thank every generation because every generation has built this game to where it is now. So these players can get a million-dollar contract. I'm so proud of these young kids getting millions-dollar contracts. They can control the narrative. They can move clubs when they want because when the shoe's on the other foot and they get booted out the door because of an injury or because they didn't get along with the coach or some bullshit excuse like that, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, they can, it's, it's fine. Well, let's, it's fine. That, but, but the shoe on the other foot, just say, it, it's, it's just a two way street. And I think guys, the guys who played in the 80s, they're great players, are such great role models and everything like that. But like, everything's relevant. Loaf of bread was 50 cents. You mm. buy a house outright for 120 grand in Bronny. you know? And I know these guys had jobs and all this kind of stuff. We love, we love those guys. We have nothing but love for players in the 80s. Like, they should, and, and even players in the 90s. And the '90s, you just got to support each other. We can't have come out bagging each other, saying the contract should be this and this and that, and you should be able to stay. Fuck that! Soon as Super League come in, that that's when the loyalty went way out straight out. When you had guys like Steve Edmed coming in there on four hundred grand mm. in 1996, you know, people walking out going, "What do you want? Seven hundred thousand? Oh shit! God, I've got a million dollars here. You got this there. I have got this there." Like that's that's when the loyalty went out. Yeah, trust me. You know, the guys, people like I know for a fact there was a couple of play, uh, a, a player from, I'm not even going to name names, from Canberra who was one of the best um, players in the game at that time. Got offered a million dollars to go to the ARL, but stayed because of his loyalty to Canberra and stayed as a big three down there for eight hundred. But got offered the captaincy for Australia. And everything like that, but stayed. You know mm. what I mean? So it, it, there was a lot of um, bullshit going on. And once they just sort of come back in after 98, and then, man, that's when I sort of turned pro. And it just was – there's no loyalty at all. It's got to be a two-way street. As soon as you're going good and all the crowd – I mean, the, the, the fans and everything love you and all this kind of stuff, yeah, fine. When you leave, they hate you. You can't please everybody. These players just need to look after themselves. Just quickly. And just – just, just, Plainly look after yourself because you're not in the game for 10-plus years. The average
0: career span is, what, 30 fucking games? When, when you were at the Roosters, for just for people who don't understand yeah. how this sort of works, you signed a three-year deal with the Roosters in 2008. You had a good year yeah. in 2008. 2009, the Roosters were busted. Yep. The new coach who came in basically sat you down and said – I don't think you fit into my plans, yeah. and you were like, I don't think I want to I play like for you. you. Yep. Yeah. So, and then what happened?
1: Well, that's that was the thing. I, I didn't really. I still. That's why I have a good relationship with the Roosters still because I got to dug my heels in and stayed there because of you know. And Brian Smith and I just didn't get along. I don't. Ha- I don't hate the bloke as a person, but we didn't even go. We didn't even face to face. I was more talking about Nick. And I said, look, Nick, I don't want to. I don't want to make this about me or anything like that. I'll just. I'll just go. That's when I went to the North Queensland North Cowboys. I was yeah. just like because I just didn't want that sort of. I didn't want to be unhappy with with um with the coach and being all that kind of stuff every single week and him saying, you know, having little threats like I'll oh, just play in reserve grade for the whole year and 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 he'll walk. Like I was like I don't want that sort of drama, man. I just want to be happy playing and mm. I don't want that sort of head noise with Brian Smith. And if I seen Brian Smith now. I'd shake his hand, but like it wasn't. It just wasn't even like that. It was just. But, but that's how cutthroat the game is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I was current Australian player, New South Wales playing, it still happened. Yeah. So that doesn't matter. Coach could not like you, and then you have an ultimatum, like like I did. You just got to go. You got to either make I want to stay in Sydney, or I want to get the hell out.
0: I always thought Brian Smith was an excellent judge of character, and that just confirmed it in my <laughs> eyes. Now, who's not an excellent judge of character is uh, well, not an excellent judge of character, but we're not an excellent judge of markets and betting yeah because oh, we're I'm not, even, not even going to get started well you know what we're going to go and talk to our man our favorite jared here he is can you hear us jared Hello guys. I can. how are you mate i'm good um i i must say my my multi on the weekend uh and i you know rip anthony seabold and i wish him all the best but he stuffed me again <laughs> as if I couldn't hate the plate more. The Broncos, I knew they'd come out at some point, but anyway, they ruined my multi. So I was two from three. Um, Will was – I think he got three from 76 in his – My AFL ones got up. Did they? Yeah. Why don't you just stick to that? that would They Anyway. And the it's producer – how did the producer go?
2: How did the producer um. go? Um – Oh, what did the producer tip again? I can't remember who he was. Oh, did. Swans. Oh, it was three AFL. Yeah. It was three, three. AFL he got two or and three. And the last one was, I think the last one was North Melbourne just to beat Collingwood and Collingwood flogged them on Monday night. I Ooh. think yeah. didn't they? it was something like that. I told that. him that yeah.
1: Collingwood looked good. But, oh, did you? Eh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How'd you go on the punt?
2: How did I yeah. go? Uh, look, fairly. Uh, the weekend itself was all right. I, I tipped a horse called Fierce Impact in the future races, didn't it? Ran a very good third. Thought it was home. Probably went the early crow. It's my fault. Looking to go too better this weekend.
0: I'll tell you what, Jared. I, I've I've become an avid follower of the <laughs> Neds uh, social pages because Neds I'm is a fantastic dad. company. Yeah. Oh. No, I don't like that, Ad. You're in it. <laughs> That's a great out of all time. Uh, And you tipped a program at Scone through the week, yeah. and someone yeah. on social media said, with those tips, I would rather have eaten a scone. And I thought, you know what? That's Who why- the hell eats scones? <laughs> I like scones. Oh, yeah. well, you do. Yeah, I do yeah, like yeah, a, a lot, yeah, Look at these guts. Uh, but no, mate, <laughs> no. Uh, all right, so we're going to move into uh, – do, do you want me to go first? Yeah, because – I think I, I should. I feel like a nap. I had to um, actually put these in <laughs> my notes. <laughs> yeah. So
1: let's hear this. Um, I'm going to go horn tonight in a split decision
2: yes I like it yeah
1: yes see Roosters 1 to 12 versus the Broncos because I think the Broncos new coach that sort of stat which uh when a new coach comes in is ridiculous but I don't think they'll win uh I've got uh Jake friend as an anytime try scorer I've got kick out I think because I think the Broncos ruck is very soft and they're very um, – I think, I think Friend will get a try. He's been going very close the last couple of weeks. Kick out any time try scorer. I think he's playing against the West Tigers where Benji Marshall is going to get absolutely hounded by him. Isn't he out? I don't is care who is. he out in. He's he's out. isn't he? Is he out yeah, or in? No,
0: he got suspended. Yeah. Scrub that. So that's uh, –
1: I'll swap him for Crichton then. Oh. Just <laughs> No, 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 no. That left side is lethal. I'm sorry. Uh, Jack Whiten any time try scorer. I think they're playing for okay, the Bulldogs. I think he's playing against the Bulldogs. He off his left foot. He will come straight through that ruck. Boston to win oh. in the first playoff game. I think they're paying two twenty.
0: Wow, we we are all over the place. Yeah,
1: obvious? yeah, yeah. You just got to keep keep going. I'm still going. I'm still going. Shout out to my mate right. PK. How um, how easy
0: is the Ned's app to? This is good advertising just, oh for you. Is oh the Ned's app Neds, the Ned's if, app
1: is unreal?
0: Trust if, me. If you can do this quickly, Jared, you are. Um, it's a very. Oh, so this is, actually, this is. To be
2: honest, you've gone too early on that because I've missed two of these legs. We're gonna have to go back to them, but that's my fault. Certainly not the Ned's app
1: fault. You missed two legs.
2: Yeah, we'll get back to them at the end. I'll we'll just tell back. you the ones oh, I have okay. got at the end, and you can uh, you can. Right. You can get so back to um. Them.
1: Yeah, this is my. No, the
2: last one I got was Boston.
1: Yeah, Boston just just the win in the in the second round of the playoffs. Just win that one game. Yep. Anyway, exactly. so um, my AFL review. I'm going to AFL now. Oh. It's a very tough nice. round to pick. Uh, the winners in the AFL this week. However, I'm picking the latter leaders, Port Adelaide, to win their second straight against the Swans. Yep. GWS Pretty stormed firm, home late. Yeah, GWS stormed home late against the Eagles last week in Perth. So I'm tipping them to get up. A must-win game to keep those final hopes alive. And in the potential match of the round, I'm tipping the Saints to put a dent to the Demons' final chances in a close one. So Port, GWS and Saints all in a multi.
0: That's nine legs.
2: Okay. Yep. Yep. That's it. So straight off the bat where we went horn by split decision, got that. Yeah. Jake Friend anytime, is that what you said?
1: Jake Friend anytime, yep.
2: Okay. Roosters one to twelve. Roosters one run. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll pop that in now. Um. We've got
0: you working out Celtic. the price on this. Essentially, is two minutes of your life you'll never get <laughs> yeah. back, Jared.
2: Yeah. This will fall over tonight when Tim Zoo probably. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> that's what I was saying. I said I might as well get it over tonight. I think Horn might win, but hey, Zoo might knock him out. But he's yeah. paying seventeen well, bucks I'd- for a split decision.
2: Yeah, I can't. I honestly can't pick this fight tonight. Honestly, I was very, very much Tim too early. But I'm just horns there. Horns a beast, horn's man. He's a beast. A he doesn't
1: stop, man. He's been in the ring with Pacquiao.
2: Honestly, he's beaten some... Yeah, he's he's fought Terence Crawford as well, who was probably pound for pound the best boxer. Oh, as well. easily. I, mean, I know he yeah. got he
1: got schooled, but like he's there, um. Yeah,
2: but uh, I mean, yeah, completely different class to Tim too. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: And I've got this, Jack white any time as well. You're laughing, Jared. I know why you're yep. laughing because this is a, the most ridiculous I've multi. Got,
2: okay. Have a guess <laughs> at where this lies, Will, and I'll say higher or lower.
1: 220.
2: 220. Yeah. Substantially higher. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Let me. Okay. We're not going to go close to this. Let me read this one out. All selections. $8,963.58.
0: Oh, this is a low point. <laughs> this is the best. You uh, are.
1: Yeah. If or we, retire retire if
0: we I'm uh, done. Go if we got a yeah. cash out figure buy, if Horn
1: wins? I'll buy a <laughs> jet. I'll buy a jet and fly us all out of here. What's the
0: cash out? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just, one let's leg, just try okay. and
1: get a split decision tonight, eh, Horn?
0: Oh, this is just, <laughs> all right,
1: yeah. let's, let's. That's give incredible. us your boring, give me your all boring, right. well, you boring can... one. You this
0: is going to
2: outdo yourself. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, this I is like, going to be
0: like. a lot quicker for you, Jared. Uh, I'm going to go the line yeah. bets again.
2: Substantially more boring. I'm going to guess as well. Mate, yeah. it is.
0: <laughs> but it has a much higher chance of success. Let's not.
2: I just... That is true.
0: That's uh, so we, what we're here to do. We're going. This is a, just for the record. What we are currently trying to do is we are trying to raise money. Yeah. For a local club. We are going what, all right, Three thousand seven hundred. What you are trying to do. Is is build a, build the a club? Ridiculous. I want to build a club. <laughs> trying to buy the Broncos. <laughs> I'm trying to buy them. Uh, so the Storm, the Sharks, and the Knights to cover the line.
2: Yeah. Okay. what do you do I like, like it four? Because
0: it uh, it's eight bucks for donating.
2: Getting a good price for the, the three, honestly. I wouldn't uh, put any more risk into it. Look, the Knights. Thank you, Jack. They've
0: been winning, maybe a little bit
2: unconvincingly, but uh, look, I think they're a serious title threat. They're going to be jogging in games like this one. The line's only six points. Very minuscule, very gettable. Um, I think the cows are probably lucky that the Broncos have hogged all of the limelight up here because they have forgotten how to win a game as well. Sean Johnson back in for the Sharks. The line's 11.5 points. I think that's pretty gettable. Uh, Look, this last one, uh, one, I really don't want to speak about the Manly Seagulls at the moment. They are just awful. Big stars coming back in for uh for the storm this week. Lions 10 and a half points in this I don't get this one at all. I think it's, it's a ra- closer to the
1: 30. Yeah, no it it's sure. a, it's I a think, ra- so. think they are just they they're betting on the the rivalry and the hatred towards each other. I think, and I, and I think it I think, it'll, it'll be competitive for about 60 minutes and I think you know the storm will end up getting them, but I just storm. think the Charter fact Charter that Charter. they hate each other so much, you know, you see those rivalry games and they get a little bit closer.
0: Well speaking of hatred, yeah. uh it's the producer's turn. <laughs> okay. And I'd never hated a bloke more. And now that Anthony Seabold is no longer, then all of my hatred is squarely on the producer. So wow. let's listen to this gibberish and uh, let's move on with our lives.
2: Well, the producer had freshen up last week, took us to the AFL. We came up with a duck egg. So he's taking us back to the races. Rose Hill race six, number one. The horse is called Black Magnum. Uh, look, he was freshened after a, a fair autumn carnival campaign. He's had two starts back now for two fourth placing. And he has run into some pretty decent horses this preparation as well. He tends to improve with a couple under his belt. Uh, importantly, we are back on a good track in Sydney for the first time in a long time this week. And he likes running on top of the ground. Right in the producer's wheelhouse here, $6. As good a chance as anything in this race.
0: All right. There oh, we go. Nice.
1: Six bucks. Looks good.
0: All right, Jared. Well, thank yeah. you once again for uh, all that you do for us. We do really do appreciate do. it. And um, I actually love Wednesdays. When Willie's Multi comes off, uh, well, I'm a, <laughs> it's not going to. So, yeah. the 8, Can you imagine 8, if it does? $1. Ned's will go
1: broke. You'll kill me.
0: Ned's will just pull the sponsorship <laughs> straight away. <laughs> That'll be the end of that. Mate, thank you once again, and we will see you uh, next week on Wednesday. Thanks,
2: Appreciate guys. Jared. I enjoy the fight after the podcast tonight, and uh, good luck this weekend. You will do,
0: mate. Cheers. Thanks, mate. All right. Cheers, guys. Uh, Your turn to say Yeah. Uh,
1: yep. Um, make sure you gamble responsibly, people. Just people? <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. Everybody.
0: Everybody. All right. <laughs> the next week of games has got uh, – well, it's got a couple of good games. I, uh, yeah, it's probably not the first one's the best one. Now that the, the 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 eight is basically decided, you think?
1: Yeah. Well, I think what the eighth spot. Who's eighth? Um, let me just have a look at the ladder. Sharks on sixteen. So sharks had to lose every game. Yeah. All the rabbits have to lose every game. The tigers, dragons, eagles, and warriors pretty much have to win every game.
0: It's not going to happen. So it's impossible, yeah. isn't it? So because they do play each other. A lot of a lot of these games. The only real relevance is for the top four now. Um, I don't so. think
1: I don't think people realise how lucky how how relevant that is. Mm. Do you know that's why the Roosters are uh, stacking the deck this week? Um, but like you get two cracks at it. I I, I remember um, we finished top four at least maybe five times. Twice I remember twice getting knocked out in that first round because we lost that first game. Yeah, it sucks. Now you you know you that's in the that's in the. Um, it's in the bag or already.
0: You get a you second just, chance. Yeah, you
1: get a second crack at it. It means so much more. That's why these these um, these teams are jostling for that top four spot. So, you know, Penrith and Parramatta pretty much have got it locked out. And then you've got um, the Roosters and the Storm. And the Roosters are the ones that are fighting for it. They're the, they're the ones that are going to be fighting for it because look at the Raiders and even the Knights, you know. So um, it'll be interesting. Well, the Thursday
0: night game is... Parramatta, and I, I, I'm happy to say that Parramatta have gone backwards. I, yeah. I, like
1: I, I don't, I know that it's gone are the gone are the days where people are going, oh, it's good to win, it's good to win
0: ugly. It's not that. <laughs> it's, it's it's not. It's not. And they should have put forty on that, on that um, Melbourne side last week, and they just they just look clunky, you know. And yeah, the rabbits are coming off the back of. I mean, I know Manly have got the mascot playing for them, but.
1: Manly still a good team, man. They're still a good team. I mean, you got Tommy, you got Turbo out, and I think they had a couple of other injuries, but like they're not, they're not depleted like the Roosters are. I know they haven't got as many superstars as the Roosters, but they didn't like anything over forty or thirty with Manly is is very disappointing. So um, yeah, I just yeah that was pretty. It was disappointing from uh, from Manly. It was. But it was impressive by the Rabbits, man. They're putting some moves on that. Some of the moves that they got out the back with Luttrell and Cody Walker. You can't stop him. No, you cannot stop him. So I think Parramatta, Mike Osevo, the, the the three quarters, you know, your, your centers and your, your wingers, they've got a massive job because Latrell's hands are so silky. You just cannot stop him. Yeah. He's he's um, the routes that he's running, the timing between everybody himself and Cody Walker and Reynolds just controlling that kicking game, the threat of the kick. I mean, I think they might miss Alex Johnson. I would never really say they miss um, a winger that much, but he's been on the end of um, some beautiful passes from Luttrell. But I just think anyone on that left wing or right wing just catch the ball, catch. catch the ball, and then yeah. play footy. Like Run. they, they actually—that's the team I love. I love watching watch playing. Is is, is South Sydney because they play footy. Mm. The boys like Tom Burgess. He's playing like a beast, big Tom. He's cut, he's, that, he's well. cut the mistake out of his, cut the mistake out of his, out of his game in that penalty. He just needs to find a pre-line pass. And I just think maybe like a, a Reynolds or Cody Walker could hit some holes of him because they're all coming in to, to, to bash him. So he just needs a pre-line pass. And I think he'll really have um, some defences in um, sixes and sevens. But uh, Tatole's going good. Jaden Sewell's really strong in that right edge. siren has got some really good skills. Yeah, He's only played a couple of games, but he's got some really good skills. And then you've got Cameron Murray. Very well balanced side. But they go off little kid... Little Reynolds, you know, a little kid, but Adam Reynolds, they go so much off his energy. And it's like it's, it's, it's so funny when he's a little bit off, the whole team's off. Mm. So I think um, when that happens, um, Cody Walker really needs to step up. He's the key. He yep. is the key. I know Latrell's out the back doing all this fancy stuff, but, like, Cody Walker's that spiritual leader that they've got.
0: They, they can rip sides apart. They just need a bit of go and forward. Co- yeah, they're getting
1: then, that now. Then go forward, who's that bringing? Cook. Cook. Who's one of the most dynamic ball runners in the game's ever seen?
0: So, be interesting. Him and Mark Tukey are the most dynamic ball runners ever. The Dragons (laughs) Dragons are playing against the Titans. The Titans, interestingly, um, they've extended Justin Holbrook. It's a funny old game, rugby league. Justin Holbrook's won, what, four games this year? And they're extending his contract on a multi million dollar thing. Good. Mary McGregor won five games. He got the arse. Like there's – it's – the thing with the Titans I think is that nobody expects much of them because their roster hasn't been star-studded. But Holbrook has done such a terrific job with that side this year and they look like they want to play for each other. Exactly. And that's half the battle. I think, think, yeah, that is half
1: the battle. They see whether the coach wants to play for them – I mean whether the the, the players want to play for the coach and they look like they want to do that. And then you've got – Obviously, you know, Fafida, who's going to be the buy, hopefully the buy the next decade. Mm. And that Fa'asu Muali, Mulawi, young kid, who is an absolute beast.
0: NSASA from the N-S-A, N-S-A, Like You've got big some park.
1: big, big boys there. They lose Ryan James there, but he hasn't really played that much football in the last two years. He's been unluckily injury probe. Hope I wish him all the best down at Canberra. And I think maybe there's some other signings on. On the horizon. I think if they can get a real a strike center, I think Katoni Stags might be on their on their radar. Katoni Stags
0: is unreal. They get
1: him, and I think they'll be at least a top eight threat. You, well, know, who's, you get Ice uh, Taylor, you got the Fogarty kid, you got some really good outside backs there and AJ Brimson. They could be a good team.
0: He St, St, St. George. St. George are playing well. Zach Lomax. Mm. He everyone's talking about Katoni Stags. I reckon Lomax. Would you?
1: Who would you rather? If you're going to pick origin at the end of the year, who would you rather, Zach Lomax or Katoni Stags?
0: Uh, Lomax kick goals. So I guess it depends who else you're picking. I guess Cleary's... He he doesn't kick goals like as
1: good as Cleary. Cleary's like at 85%. Yeah, Cleary. kick. they're not picking Zach Lomax for a goal kicker.
0: Lomax probably does more things better. Staggs has a better play in him. So if you want to... Like that try he scored on the weekend was phenomenal. But if you want someone who's going to play 80 minutes and do their job, then Zach Lomax is... I think
1: if you're going to pick origin players and you're going to pick between those two you're picking Katoni Stags nine times out of ten because the dude's a beast. Mm. He's built for origin. You know, there's some players that are built for origin, there's some players that aren't. I think Zach Lomax has has been impressive this year, but maybe origin's a couple of years down the track. Maybe yeah. him and Katoni Stags can battle for it in the next couple of years. But, like, right now, Katoni's ready. He's a man. He's mm. a man out there. He's a 21-year-old man, beast, who's just absolutely killing everyone in defence and in attack. And I think... You know, Lomax comes in in and out of games. Like, he's been impressive in a very, very unimpressive side. Yeah. So he's he's the highlight. And so was Katoni. But when Katoni's been getting the ball, man, he's been smacking everyone. Ewan and he's he a good tackle. defender. He can tackle. That's what I'm saying. He's doing some shit with the ball that I've never seen done before. He's just mm. schooling, he's schooling motherfuckers out there. It's ridiculous. I love watching him play. He's aggressive. He does everything right. And that's the difference between Origin because he comes in and wants the ball. I don't think Zach Lomax – Will want the ball five metres out when Queensland is jammed down on your on your on your right side in the right corner. I don't think he has I think I, I think he would try and run it, but he ain't gonna do anything with like Katoni Staggs. I got big raps on Zach Lomax, so I'm happy for him that he's he's actually come out this year because I thought he's gonna be a bust. Yeah. I actually thought that. If he were, if this was America and you he would have been a first round draft
0: pick and he would have been like Tannehill. We all saw Katoni Stagg do things with his balls this year. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos and Katoni Stags are up against the Roosters. <laughs> this I keep week.
1: forgetting that we actually uh, we do visual now. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't just. Uh, <laughs> the,
0: the Roosters, <laughs> I think the Roosters are about to go to second gear now. They've got the Morris brothers back, they've got you know, they've almost got their back line back, apart from Kiri. Their forwards are still down on troops, but they've still got a good enough forward pack. They got still Crichton to come back. They got I think the I wonder, Rusers, I wonder when Sonny Bill will come back. I think he can't play till next week. Reckon? Yeah. I think that's part of his contract. I you reckon, reckon he'll be here this week? I don't know. He wasn't just in the twenty one, was he? Does it matter? Yeah, it does. Not allowed to play. Doesn't know. No, I swear. Here we go. I don't know. I don't know. What about all the rules? do
1: you tell me the rules and see if they can what?
0: So if he's not listed in the 21, you have to list your team list as 21. If he's outside that 21, they would have to. That, before they, what? Before he can Tuesday. Play. I mean, like, yeah. does that
1: have to book him on Tuesday? Yeah, 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 What if someone just drops out of that 21?
0: If they all get coronavirus, maybe.
1: No, I'm just saying, what if someone gets injured?
0: Well, there's like four just, of them. I'm Third. just saying,
1: one person might get injured
0: and then. He can't come into the 21.
1: He can't come into the 21? No. Nah.
0: So don't wink at me like that. It's weird. Don't ever wink at me again. I just want to wink at you. Do it again. I like it. Warriors are up against the Knights. Uh, Is it? Warriors-Knights? Did I write that? I can't even read my own writing. That's terrible. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it is. Warriors up against the Knights. How good are the Warriors going? going I love them.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: I love them. I think the Knights were pretty average last week. Um, They still won, you know, but... um, they, they, what do they I keep lost. saying?
1: What do I keep saying? There is no point of difference on those edges. Mm. There is nothing. Like, Clem, I thought Clemmer played his best game. I thought um, Jacob Saifidi was outstanding. But then you go and you try and hit some edges and nobody does anything. Mm. There's no pre-line pass. There's no pass. You know, there's no post pass. Line pass There's You know Like Just an early ball Crash ball I think Barnett's You know Barnett's been killing it at A lot But like Maybe
0: they should move him On an edge Start S.A.S.A. At 13
1: I think Barnett Should be on that left edge
0: Yeah
1: I mean next year When you get Frizzell so Frizzell needs to go On that left edge Yeah Like there's just I mean Guerrera does his job He's just gonna make He's gonna play 80 minutes He's gonna do He's going to do his thing, but um, they just need something. On I mean, look at look at out Look at all these other left edge left edge back roles are uh, animals, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, big, look, fast, like David strong. David
1: Fafita and like Pengai Junior, uh, Boyd Cordner. Like it's the f- most funnest position on the field. Like you just don't run little in and out lines. It's so predictable. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's not you're not really scaring anyone. If you, even if you get early ball, I mean, I've seen him go down short sides, three on two, he, he just dummies and goes in. Mm. I mean, his football IQ, I don't think is that high. So, yeah. I think I'm not sure whether, whether it's the coaching of that left side back row, whether it's it's... It's a Melbourne thing where you just run that same line if the gap and if the gap's not 10 meters wide, don't give it to him, go out the back. So I just think they play very predictable football in Newcastle, man. It frustrates the fuck out of me watching him because I'm looking at that kid, Kalen Ponger, who is an absolute rock star, who is easily top three best player in the world at the moment. Don't have to keep hitting the front runner. Mm. You just go out the back. The guy's got give time. If give, he's got 10 meters before that line actually gets to him. Just give him early ball, man. The guy's a freak. I yeah. would hate that if I was playing at the back row, if left left back row, or even right back row, or even the the seven or the six. Man, you are shitting yourself hoping they hit that front runner, mm. and we keep on keep on hitting it. Or or I seen Blake Green take three hit ups in the red zone. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, PC taking hit ups. I mean, like, what what, what are you doing? But yeah. like, PC doesn't want to do hit ups, man. He wants to get the ball thrown out wide. Yeah. They need to start playing some more expensive football, otherwise they won't get past the first round.
0: No, they won't. Well, the side that they beat on the weekend, uh, the Cowboys, are up against the Sharks. The Sharks are coming off. Sorry, let's
1: go back to the Warriors. Okay. What a what a great story. They're, they 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 they're in the fight to get a top eight position. They obviously, won't. But they're coming. What is it? They're coming equal equal ninth.
0: Yeah, something like it's outstanding, yeah, mate. Like it, it is just it's the
1: great. way the the football that they're playing, playing for each other. They got they've had like five people go home. They've had. Just the amount of bullshit that's been thrown their way and for those guys to keep up and just be turning up each game and it's just it's outstanding. I just can't believe it that they just keep winning and jagging games every now and again.
0: They won't jag this one. Uh the Sharks playing against the Cowboys. Sharks win that. Cowboys need to have a good look at themselves. They need to probably work out if he's gonna coach them too. Tamalolo's um yeah, he's, he's out
1: for probably another the rest of the year. I Why think. would you
0: play him? No, no, you point. wouldn't.
1: I mean, that's just a—that's I mean, oh, a big blow, man. He's—he's—he's. He's, he's, oh, that's the only reason why I watch the Cowboys. No wonder he's injured. He carries him on his back every week. He's literally carrying himself. He's about a buck twenty-five, <laughs> and he's got a whole team. Whole team's back. Whole state. And I mean, you got McLean there. You got McGuire. You have got some superstar guys who have played Origin grand finals Cohen and Hess. done everything. Cohen Hess, like that's why people keep backing and having a little bit of a crack at the Cowboys. Going, yeah, they, they, it'll put it together. We'll put it together. Like Morgan, you know, he's played. He's he was one of the first pick for Australian team a couple of years ago. So, Valentine Holmes know. is
0: back. Valentine Holmes on is the back. wing. I mean, we
1: still got some some decent. Not decent superstar players, man. So
0: something's going on up there. How long before Valentine Holmes wants out? So Penrith are playing against the Tigers. So my boy Kickow's out. Yep. He is. He did something.
1: Why?
0: Uh, probably about not a haircut. Why. Not, not why.
1: But a haircut. Yeah, he is out. So our Yo,
0: Leon Martin, Fisher Harris is lock. Oh, Penrith Penrith are just doing Penrith things and they will go over the Tigers. And the Tigers, you know, they they need to sort their roster out. Basically, before they do anything,
1: yeah, it's disappointing for the Tigers. So I know how much um, work Match puts in. He's twenty. He's a twenty four seven coach, twenty four seven. And you can see at halftime on the weekend, he was defeated. He just didn't know what to say. To, he didn't know what to say to those kids or men. You know what I mean? Just like, what, what do I? What, what do I do? What do I say that I, I already haven't said?
0: It's killing him. I remember an old coach of mine once said to me you only get five blow-ups a year because any more than that, mm. people stop listening. And he dead set went round one to five. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's gone with the blow-ups now. Now he's got to be nice. Maybe he should cry. I
1: think he done it in uh, maybe two or three games because like half-time, double time, double Half-time, full-time,
0: half-time. Yeah. half-time. <laughs> he's done by half-time round three. Uh, so the Storm have got Munster back. They've got Smith back. Uh, they're playing against Manly. Manly yeah. got no one back. Uh, that game will get ugly, I think, for Manly. Manly I is, so. Uh, yeah. I, well, I mean – South puts 60 on him.
1: Yeah, Cherry Evans got a lot of – I mean, look at that forward pack, man. Danny Levi, Fennell, Blake power Joel Thompson, Siren and Trebojevic. It's a good pack. It's a rock star forward pack. And they've been like that for the last three years. But Cade Cust, he might be a good player in a couple of years. But there's a one, that one kid, Tommy Turbo, Trebojevic. He holds so much in that team, man. He is yep. a gun. He is a gun. He does so much off the ball that you wouldn't understand. His defence, his organisation. So people just don't understand just because – you know, they see him on Origin, they see him playing Origin, he's playing for for Australia and all that kind of stuff, scoring tries. But the amount of stuff that he does off the ball, and you'd know that as a football connoisseur yourself, and you'd appreciate it, you know. But then you've got young kids like Tevita Funa, who's probably played like two games, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's hard for these kids to come in. But we, we actually they are a,
0: well coached, so I don't think they'll get flogged. We've got a question about, uh, hang on, I've got a question from Thomas Cook. Um, was wondering, would you play Turbo for the rest of the year once he gets his hamstring right? Would he come back? Would you bother risking him? No, not
1: at all. I think I don't think Manly will make the eight, especially after this week. They'll really know that. And um, if they're going to push, they'll be pushing for this week. And I think Tommy's a little bit smarter than that. I think I, I would hope to God he's a he's worth millions to that club and mm. to the NRL. Billions, like, probably trillions
0: gazillion
1: <laughs> i think he i think trillions but i'll go with trillions um it's just that he he's he's that he's the pinup boy for the nrl he's a young good-looking kid who does everything right we should be hanging our hat on on both the traboevich brothers he means so much to the northern beaches and manly and new south wales in australia so get that kid right i know donnie Singer's over there he's a great he's a great friend of mine and a big supporter of the show and um they need to get that kid right and four weeks will be the best thing that he had, ever has off. And if they pick him in origin, he'll do the job. And if he's worried about origin, they're still going to
0: pick him, mate. They probably, uh, probably will. Canberra playing against the Dogs. The Dogs.
1: Luke Thompson got dropped. What the fuck's going on? I don't know. What's going on? Is he going that bad that he gets dropped from the 17 in a team that's coming dead last? Oh,
0: yeah, he must have. I don't know. Maybe don't know Steve Georgiolis yeah. doesn't like him. But it's it's not a good look. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, he doesn't look out of place. You lob, you lob in a new country. You sign a big contract. You play four games for the worst side in the comp, and then you get dropped. Yeah, it's, just,
1: be it's, it's, it's just not deserved. You'd be like, I mean, that can. I mean, it's just awful. I mean, who else they drop? You got the Lachlan Lewis back in, so that's great.
0: You'd rather play Luke Thompson at five
1: eight. May he do a better job. Trust me. You got Dean Brittbrack, Matt Dury, uh, Matt Dury, and Sione Katoa. Um, I don't know. I look at their team, man. I see the same shit every single week. It's quite disappointing. Um, Will Hopawadi been back there. Selesniak's been on the um, you know, on the bench for a couple of weeks. He got dropped. He got dropped. I mean, Kieran Fawn. We saw what they signed, Blake Green.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good
1: for Blake Green because I knew that deal was done a couple of weeks ago. So get your money and hopefully get do your rehab and. I think he might be back. We don't even know when the comp's going to start next year. Isn't that
0: indicative of the Bulldogs at the moment? They sign a bloke, It's very and unlucky, then, it's very unlucky. Hey, Gone, bang, see ya. So I, was,
1: I was, speaking to a person at the club, um, and he's and I was speaking about Blake Green for next year, and he goes, "Yeah, it's already done." It was about, about three or four weeks ago, mm. and then I didn't even think on the weekend. I was like, "Fuck, ACO, Paul Bassett for next year." I'm like, "Oh, dog signed him. Go the dogs." So he'd be on a fair, he'd be on a fair whack, and I just, I think he would be great. Because of um, who's that guy? Kieran Foran. I think Kieran Foran would have got pushed to seven, and he would have been playing six, and they could have swapped around a fair bit. He would have been really good for the club. But I'm not writing that off. I think he could have been. Um, I th- I think he'll he'll make probably at least round round five or six. Yeah, like that's is that six months, Six, six, six to eight, eight months. I yeah, mean, depends. It's not like he's 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 a Kaelin Ponger or a Tuivata Shack who's bouncing off both feet. He's a he's a very um, you know, high, highly skilled play kicking. Kicking game, football IQ, all those kind of things. I think he can still get through the game.
0: All right. Well, let's go through our tips. I'll just read them straight out to you.
1: Okay. All right. Hang on. I'm going the rabbits, dragons, roosters, knights, sharks, panthers, storm, and raiders. Eight for mate. They usually call that eight for mate.
0: Well, I want to. Pick the same ones you're a pussy you sit on the fence i don't sit on i'm smashing you in the tipping just <laughs> call me, so. but now to make it interesting oh, i'll have to go the stinking westies
1: oh you know that's our demographic
0: yeah i love them i love them <laughs> so i'm
1: ziggs a ziggs and resby man
0: is that where's that <laughs> yeah, i don't know what that West. is is it? Is it near Parramatta? I'm yeah, going to pick Parramatta. Hey,
1: Ian Byrne doesn't, uh, he doesn't cross Anzac Parade. There you
0: go, Z. Bankstown. Yeah. Oh, Will's old stumping around. <laughs> Never went there either. All right, I'm going go to go the Eels. I'm going to go Eels, St. George, Roosters, ooh, Knights, yeah. Sharks, Penrith, Storm, and Canberra. So there you go. Our tipping differences hinge on Thursday nights. Yeah. I'll get full of drink and peppy. Okay. Just follow my
1: multi, guys, because it could be done by about 11 o'clock tonight. The dream might be over.
0: One thing that I have been asked a couple of times since you've been telling the stories of your time in the south of France, William, did you actually play a game in the south of France or does the pub count as – did you basically get signed as the greatest drinker that Australia's ever seen (laughs) just to hang out with the team? Is that what
1: happened? Pretty much. I think I just—I think my managers bluffed him into saying, "Hey, he's a big name in Australia. Let's sign this guy," because right? you know that they uh, Toulon was just signing names. Everyone didn't care about like you know Sonny Bill was getting signed from Rugby League, and they just thought like, "Oh well, he's a big guy. He can play." So I had a ball, man. I, I had seriously the funnest time. I thought my—I thought my time was over from my just say my twenties. Like in, in playing NRL, playing at the highest level in Origin, Australian, going to four or four, five kangaroo tours, all that kind of stuff. I thought, yeah, it can't get
0: any better than that. It can, though. It did. Yep. It actually did. So, have you got another little story yeah, for we're us Yeah, We're
1: still in the south of France. I just. Uh, rugby least, career? Yeah, the, my great rugby career. Um, anyway, so as I said, I think if people have been following the stories, we train Monday, Tuesday, wouldn't have to come back till Thursday, Arbo. So professional, um, so everybody would uh, would get that Tuesday session done, and would already be organising where we're going to go after. So as I said, we're forty five kilometres from um, Saint-Tropez, about fifty five from Cannes, Nice, all those sort of beautiful places, and we we had a pretty good crew, and we're all the expats where the Frenchies would just sort of chill out and just eat baguettes and just drink wine on the couple of days off and Jeez. croissants and cheese and all that sort of shit. So we'd go, nah, we're in the south of France because I think they just took it like for granted, like we take the Harbour Bridge for granted mm. and the Opera House and this beautiful coastline. We don't give a fuck. We just we drive past it every day. But um, it's just like those guys with saint Tropez. It's like, oh we go to saint Tropez every weekend. It doesn't matter, huh? <laughs> all the time. It's like, all right, sweet. I'll be taking advantage of that because all the time they go, will Yeah, are you uh, – you buddy much? I'm like, no, 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 not at all. I don't, I don't drink. <laughs> oh, you love it around here. It's he's very really good, huh? I haven't been out at all, at all. And just like go, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, because we just take straight off it. So we go to Nice. So we had a good um So this is not this is not the Saint Tropez crew. This is another little breakaway crew. Couple of loose blokes from England. Um so we go to we went to Nice for uh for a couple of nights. And we drive up. I think, I mean, I think people who have Lived over there and then lived here. The difference between like drink driving—I do not condone drink driving at all—but the, the rules over there very, very loose, and they just don't. So people who've been living over there—they don't give a shit. We could be drinking there and had five bottles, and they're like, "Oh, just drive home." Like here, you just wouldn't even think about it. Home could be like ten kilometers, twenty kilometers. It was just really—it wasn't even frowned upon. So I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Anyway, so next week we we're in Nice. We we're partying pretty. Pretty hard. We're drinking all day, um, so obviously every day. If you're in in summer in the in the south of France, every day it doesn't matter if it's Saturday, Tuesday. It doesn't matter. Every day is a sad day, pretty much. And I was like, "Where are we going to go out? We didn't know. Re- we didn't really know Nice that much." And then we went to a bar. So I walk into a bar, and then it was it was a, a guy that I knew from Sydney that used to run a bar down in Bondi. Really owned a bar in Nice. And just went because it was absolutely packed the lineup was about 50 meters getting this joint it gets all real smicky at the you know at night you got to wear all this you know fucking can sh- yeah like actually clothes, clothes and stuff like that you know shorts and thongs we were actually in shorts and thongs and the owner come in and goes willie come straight in so we come in straight away and then it was just shot after shot shot drink drink everything everything was happening so this bloke who was um who I was with, him and his mate, they're like, "What the f- How do you know this bloke?" I said, man, I'm a big deal everywhere. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <know what> I'm <laughs> just talking shit that much." The bloke just you let 100% us. Said oh that mate, thing. it was ridiculous because they thought because because he could speak French and all this kind of stuff. I said, "Mate, there's Aussies everywhere. We run the world. Don't worry <laughs> about it." Uh, we just stayed up there. Next minute, we were, um we stayed for staffies, and you can just imagine what happened then. Next minute, it was uh like I think Thursday morning.
0: Oh. And
1: then <laughs> we had training in Thursday Arvo. We are still going. Everything was happening. We had people come up from – people were coming down from uh, from Monaco or across from Cannes because like, they knew this massive party we got invited to this massive party afterwards. It was just whatever you can imagine. Obviously, this not going into any detail or name and names. Whatever you can imagine was going on. Yeah. It was just ridiculous for like two days and uh, we end up um, – yeah, my mate just drove home
0: and we went to training. I just – you know what? I can see why this stint at Toulon didn't last, William. I just – you know, I'm not saying I'm seeing it from the owner's eyes, but you had some fun, big guy. I had the ball.
1: I had a ball. I knew I wasn't going to get picked. The guy, he just like – he only picked me because of my name and that was it. Johnny Wilkinson and Matt Guido and all these superstars in there. Like I was nothing in union. Absolutely I'd, nothing.
0: I'll tell you what, though. I like that you live there and your only knowledge of the French language is to speak Australian with a French accent. You oh, do mate. that well. I, oh,
1: mate, I can speak. I, I, we, we learnt French. I learnt the whole culture. I love the whole culture. It's one of the best things I've ever, ever done in my life was living in the south of France. Maybe if a rugby league ever gets big over there, I'll go over there and coach some um, some little Frenchies and teach them how to play.
0: You were lucky enough recently to go down to a training session with Bondi United, which yep. is a, a local rugby league club. Uh, my little
1: boy, Jez, uh, signed Roosters jersey.
0: I owe him that because he won. What you are going to do is you are going to – we're already raising money for the club. Yep. So we're already – we've got almost four grand in the kitty. If your multi gets up this week, we'll have $48 billion dollars and we've got the GD servers we're going to build we're going to build a club but what we want people to do um, we want to give this money away and we want to yep. give it to a deserving club so what we would like you to do is send in a video of your club and what they stand for and what, why why do they deserve it first of all you know
1: i mean like a lot of, a lot of clubs deserve a lot of things i think um, junior rugby league especially through the eastern suburbs especially out in the country like why why do you deserve why do you deserve the money I mean I know everybody um, has had a pretty much of a prick of a year with this COVID stuff but um, give us a decent reason why Um, give us a short video and explain to us why and um, at the end of the year we'll make our decision and hopefully we'll have enough money to go out there to your club and we'll get some new boots and training gear you know everything, track suits, whatever, whatever, whatever you guys need, whatever. Obviously, we we can afford. Obviously, if my multi gets up, you'll be getting,
0: you know, Gucci shoes, a billion dollars. But, and, uh, and Willie will come down and, and run a training session, and I'll come course. down and drink piss with but of the. Of course, old man I mean,
1: I I love I love that. I would I would love to come down to a club and or go out to a club, country club, go out there, run a run a whole coaching clinic for the club. I'll do I'll, I'll do anything for them. So um, I know a lot of clubs have been. And especially junior football have been hit hard this year, um, so we want to do our best to um, put a smile on their faces.
0: So follow us on social media. We're, we'll be on Instagram, we'll be on Facebook, we'll be on Twitter. All of the links will be there for you to follow through and to put in your application for. Send us
1: a short video. Just, just why? Why should? Why, why? Why do we? Why do you deserve it? Why do you need it? You know, like all, all these guys, we just want to see why. I mean just don't don't just say, oh, we, we want it because we just want new shoes. Like we just we need a decent
0: excuse. And I'll tell you what, if the producer wants to put himself in the good books, he'll get us one of those giant novelty checks to present. Yeah. And we can turn up down there with one of those. One on either end. <laughs> They'll be following
2: oh. Willie more and more, a oh. in the NRL. Oh.
0: There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Just <laughs> oh, um, the presence And the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big
1: Willie. Too fancy for you! You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.